Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have part one of a three-part message by Stephen Furtick. He's talking to us about flipping it, how we don't need to continue into this new year as the way we were before, how we need to flip things, how we need to change things, how we need to see things differently. Instead of going by tradition of how we used to do things, we need to go by the truth of God's word and how powerful that is for your life. Here's Stephen. But right now, take your Bible and turn to Matthew chapter 15, and uh, we're going to see Jesus and how he found himself in an encounter, not with the Red Sea, but with the Pharisees. Yeah. That's really premium preacher humor right there. New Year, same old corny jokes. In Matthew chapter 15, verse 10, Jesus is going to show us how to flip it. You ready? Are you ready? Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand what goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth, that is what defiles them. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? Did you look at the comments section of that post, Jesus, where you said, What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of the mouth, that's what defiles them? And Jesus replied, verse 13, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up or plucked by the roots. Leave them. You know what you need to do this year with some of the stuff that you argued with last year and fought against last year? Touch somebody say, leave it alone. Because they are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit unless they have a bird box. And Peter said, explain, settle down, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull? Jesus asked him, don't you see, key phrase, don't you see? And the issue is that they don't. They see only the surface. And Jesus now reveals what cannot be understood with natural eyes, that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body. What a vivid illustration. <laughs> but the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. I think he got all of us by the time he finished that list. <laughs> these are what defile a person. Eating with unwashed hands, it's gross, it's disgusting, it's unsanitary. It's against the law if you work in a restaurant, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Touch the person next to you, tell them, flip it. Don't fix things this year at the surface level. Don't, don't fix things this year at the level that you see the problem. Seek the Lord. And ask him to show you where the sewage starts. Instead of just cleaning up crap all year, ask God to show you where it starts. And here's the interesting thing, and I won't preach long for this opening sermon because we're going to be on this topic for the whole month. So we'll just we'll just move in the right direction today. 
and I pray that you'll make attendance a priority this year, is that where something comes out is not usually where it comes from. That's what Jesus was getting at with the Pharisees because they were offended. And so he took their offense as an opportunity to talk about the origin, and then he shared a little bit about the outcome. And those are my three points for today. Just in case you have to leave early to watch a playoff game, I'll give you all three up top offense, origin, outcome. And may this year be the year that you take notes in church with the elevation pen that our tithers generously provided for you. Three points the offense, the origin, and the outcome. The offense is this the Pharisees have caught Jesus' disciples eating without any hand sanitizer, eating without any Purell, eating without obeying their oral tradition that before you eat the meal, you've got to wash your hands. And I want you to watch how Jesus flips it, because what we tend to do, like the Pharisees who were religious separatists who felt the need to identify their righteousness by appearance, because it's much easier to do that than to cultivate righteousness through love and compassion and selflessness. I'm saying something today, y'all. And in fixing it at the level that it can be seen, they fix it in a way that does not produce or sustain real change. But Jesus is about to flip it, and he does this every time the Pharisees challenge him. Now, these Pharisees came to him, and they came all the way from Jerusalem. Look, look back at verse 1. It says that some Pharisees and teachers of the law came to Jesus from Jerusalem. These are the major leaguers. These are not the double-A Pharisees. These are not the, this is not the farm team. This is the big boys. And they come to Jesus, and they ask, why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. What's the question? Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? If you came to church last year, you learned that Jesus is not only a savior, but he also has the ability to be a savage. So watch what he does. He takes their question, why do your disciples break tradition? And in verse 3, Jesus replied, why do you break the command of God for the sake of your tradition? And God wants to know which one is more important, the traditions of men or the truth of God. And it's about time for some of us to decide, are we going to spend this whole year living out of tradition or living according to truth? I challenge you this year to flip it. It is so easy to live with an invisible belief system that regulates your responses in situations and even your ideas of what is possible in your life. An unquestioned belief system is a dangerous thing. The phrases are significant because the Pharisees are talking about the traditions of the elders, and Jesus is talking about the command of God. One is tradition, one is truth. And a lot of times we don't know the difference because for some of us, we give more attention to our traditions than we do to God's truth. Can I give you an example? May I? Sometimes people would rather, I've noticed this, they would rather argue about things that they don't agree about 
then work together on things that they do agree about. Can I give you another example? Sometimes in my life, ways of thinking have been handed down to me, not necessarily by my parents. I love you, Mom. But just by the culture that I live in, and I never stop to question, where did this come from? I want you to write that phrase down if you're the writing type. Where did this come from? Is this really from God? What an excellent question to start our year with. Where did this come from? Because where it comes out is not usually where it comes from. And sometimes we are living out scripts that we have not even identified the author of. To wonder, why do I think it has to be done this way? Why do I assume that this is all I can be? Why have I told myself the story that everyone in my family was this way and I'm going to be this way too, and it's just a generational curse or a genetic defect? Why have I believed that up until this point it can't change so it never will? This is when I live according to tradition rather than truth, but this is the year to flip it. Somebody shout, this is the year to flip it. And this year I'm not letting my truth flow from my tradition. I want my tradition to flow from truth. That is, I want my life to reflect my values, not necessarily my habits up until this point in time. And Jesus is so brilliant in the way that he flips their tradition and says that you are actually using God as a cover-up for your dysfunctional behavior. But he has the ability to flip it because he is truth. See, they're talking about truth. He embodies truth. They, they, they think they know the truth. He is the truth, the way, the truth, and the life. They study the Word of God. He is the Word of God. They live in creation. He is the Creator. See, where he's coming from is different than where they're coming from. So what he knows is different than what they think, and his insight is greater than their opinion. And that's why I want to know God's heart this year, God's thoughts. His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are high. You can shout in the back of the room. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts. So, so this is my year to ask the question about what I believe and the behaviors I've embraced. Where is this coming from. That's the origin. The offense is this. They're not washing their hands. Well, God never told the people you have to wash your hands every time you eat. That's, that's great for OSHA, but it's not from God. It's great for your health, your well-being, but it's not in the Bible. It's in the tradition. Because the elders would take the law of Moses, and then they would put layers on the law, and layers on the law. And so they passed it around by word of mouth. And so they, they kind of started thinking what they thought God meant by stuff. And they started interpreting it according to their religious vantage point. And by the time that Jesus showed up on the scene, there were so many layers on top of the truth, nobody could get to it. That's why he had to come to show us that the word became flesh and dwelt among us full of grace and truth. Am I talking all right this year? Flip the flow and start with what God says, not what, what you see. That was Stephen Furtick, and you can find that on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, 
Flip It, Flip the Flow by Stephen Furtick. You can also find out more information at his website, which is stephenfurtick.com. And of course, you can find lots of different sources on YouTube with him preaching. His church is called Elevation Church, which is based in Charlotte. So there's all kinds of ways you can reach material that he has put out. It's great stuff. Hope you have a great day. I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless. God bless.